Attention ASRM Today listeners, are you ready for the event of the year? Register now for the ASRM 2023 Scientific Congress and Expo, the premier conference for reproductive medicine happening in New Orleans, Louisiana, October the 14th through the 18th. Get ready to immerse yourself in cutting-edge scientific sessions, engaging workshops, and once-a-year networking opportunities. Discover the latest breakthrough in reproductive science, exchange ideas with industry leaders, and expand your clinical knowledge. With over 200 expert speakers and hundreds of exhibitors showcasing the latest advancements in reproductive technology, this is the event you cannot afford to miss. Mark your calendar and register now for ASRM 2023 New Orleans by visiting www.asrmcongress.org. On with the show. Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and today on the show, we are talking with Blake Thulin, who is the author of Abortion Division, Why Americans Disagree on Such a Fundamental Issue of Rights. Blake, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, this book is designed to inform, not persuade. Why is it important, in your opinion, and in writing this book, for people to know multiple points of entry to an issue such as abortion? I think that abortion is one of those subjects that really hits home on the moral front for a lot of people, regardless of whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. And one of the issues that I run into is, is that a lot of times we have people that are vehemently disagreeing with each other, and they seem to be talking past each other. And on top of it, when we come to an issue such as you know, the definition of life, or what are we allowed to do in the event of an unwanted pregnancy, or if there's complications or really hard cases, people can become very passionate about this particular subject. And at the end of the day, we have to live in the same country together. You know, we live in the United States, we are all Americans. And I wanted to take a different approach, because when we do not communicate effectively with each other and we do, when we do not really share the same basis of facts or when we do not really understand the position of other people, it can make it a lot more difficult to have these discussions, to have, you know, to make policy and to determine how these conflicts are ultimately resolved. And that was really the point in kind of writing this book is to not only educate people on, you know, what the medical facts or the legal facts were, but also to educate people on what the perspectives and values of the people that they disagree with are. Was there a particular lightning rod? Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about, you were seeing that you, you wanted people to have, maybe not, I won't go as far as saying empathy necessary, but a, definitely an understanding of different viewpoints. Was there a particular moment that, that crystallized this for you? I think really the big one was the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case. I was in law school at the time that that case was pending and it was uh, before the court. And also, you know, shortly after I had graduated, you know, I'd, I'd written this paper in law school. And I really don't, I, from what I've seen in the media, I really didn't see very much discussion as to, you know, how the law operates. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about the Roe versus Wade case. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about, you know, the definition of life. 
the court does a, a lot of very different and kind of unique things in this particular case, one of which is they don't they don't define what life actually is. And issues of life have traditionally been decided by the states as far as definitions. And then when Roe versus Wade came in, the Supreme Court kind of took over that decision-making process, but at the same time, they didn't actually define what life was, uh, which was kind of an interesting move. And with the recent Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case, that uh, Supreme Court actually kicked that decision as far as the definition of life back down to the individual states. And what we're seeing now is that it's a lot more of a democratic process that's going on that can be used, you know, either to, depending on your perspective, you know, uh, protect rights in some cases or violate the rights of uh, people in others. The way you have the book structured, I found it to be really interesting because it's, it's, chronological and you go back as far as as into very ancient uh, <laughs> laws and procedures and i was just curious was there something in the modern era that made you say or or were people do you feel who were arguing misappropriating something about say like ancient roman law that made you want to go back and and start there and doing compare and contrasts or i i feel like a lot of times with our current environment with the media that we have access to, you know, with the 24 seven news cycle, with constant news on the internet and everything that it can become very easy to get tunnel vision on our current times and think of things in context of the 21st century. And this is how things are now. And it's very easy to lose focus of how things were in the past, you know, especially, you know, when you're looking at Greco Roman times, especially in the Roman empire, abortion was not really well, it, they didn't have abortion as we know it today. They had exposure. And that was basically the abandonment of newly born children. This is how uh, unwanted pregnancies were dealt with at the time. And this was not really a women's rights issue at all because these decisions were made by the patriarch. And so, you know, when we're looking at the, the issue of abortion, it's only really recently since you know, the past century and a half, maybe that we were actually starting to see these things in terms of uh, women's rights, in terms of, you know, bodily autonomy, or in terms of people having control over their lives and in, in this type of manner where this was a rather alien idea for a large part of human existence. You see, in going through the journey of this book, you see a, a, a definite switch from the morals and ethics of more societal political to more societal religious. And I found that devastating, of course, because it reminded me that in American society, we're bringing religion to the forefront. And I was wondering if you could discuss some of your research about that. Did you find it? It was 18th century, 19th century? As far as the regulation of abortion in the United States, if you look at like the Roe versus Wade case, they talk about how these uh, laws were really tightened up around the Civil War era. And there's kind of two different arguments. The one that's presented by Justice Blackman was that the states were taking more control over and kind of pushing more of a moralistic perspective on family planning, things like that, and, and the banning of abortion. I argue that it's possible that the advances in medical technology around the Civil War era, especially when it came to sanitation and everything, is what made abortion more of an option back then, whereas before we really understood bacteria and infections, it, it was really much more dangerous. 
with kind of the modern times, I think that our our country always seems to be in kind of a transition point wherever you look at it in history. And I think what we're seeing right now is that there's kind of a moving away from the traditional religions, the organized religions that some people might want to call them monotheistic religion, and more into a kind of, I, I want to say Wild West, where uh, a lot of religious belief is more self-defined. And a lot of times where we see these really difficult questions when it comes to public policy or when it comes to how people live their lives, either on an individual level or on a societal level, it's the cases that are in the extreme, you know, the really difficult cases that you have to deal with where things don't go as planned, you know, where you have pregnancies with complications, you know, specifically if you deal with infertility, where there's no treatments available, but we have to grapple with, okay, what are the limitations of what we can do? And are there limitations? And the more that we kind of move from the traditional religious aspect, the more that we move into an area that is not quite as well traditionally defined. And I think that's one of the struggles that uh, we're going through as a society right now is where do we draw these lines and how do we base our reasoning? One of the points I make with the pro-life versus the pro-choice arguments is that the pro-life arguments are generally monolithic. You know, they have kind of a single theory of life. They have, you know, it, it's uniform throughout. And it's very easy to kind of apply that formula in, in real life terms, but it is also very difficult. You know, when we think of the amount of pain and suffering that people have to go through, if we apply these principles in a very strict and restrictive manner, uh, you can get outcomes that, you know, when we look at, for example, there are drugs that stop the implantation of the blastocyst in the early stages. And a lot of these drugs can be, you know, like the plan B medications that are given to rape victims, you know, that technically would qualify as an abortion, you know, and if we stick to this very traditional sense of the definition of life, well, then does that mean that we're forced to not give, you know, emergency contraceptive to rape victims? And those are kind of the issues that we're grappling with. But on the flip side of that, you know, when we kind of remove these traditional limitations, it's a lot less defined. And that's really what we're grappling with as a society today. My guest today is Blake Thulin, who is the author of Abortion Division, Why Americans Disagree on Such a Fundamental Issue of Rights. I'm very, very curious about how you're, and I'm sure our listeners are as well, where did your journey begin with this book? Has there always been an interest in reproductive rights or reproductive medicine for you? So for me, I actually came at this from more of the legal perspective and not really the medicinal side of things. I have a really huge interest in the Constitution. And with a lot of the recent events that are going on with uh, recent changes in the composition of the Supreme Court, a lot of these cases that people kind of know by name for, for example, you know, Roe versus Wade being one of the big examples, um, a lot of these issues are being readdressed in a way that, you know, we, we haven't seen before. And a lot of things are changing quite rapidly. And for me, it's more of being on the forefront of these legal issues that I found to be really interesting. And particularly with the subject of abortion, uh, I'm fascinated with the way that people process morality. You know, I, I had mentioned uh, the author, uh, Jonathan Haidt, who wrote The Righteous Mind in there. And, you know, I found that book to be very fascinating in how it 
came up with different ways to basically arguing that people's moral intuitions are kind of an evolutionary trait that was adapted over the period of human existence. And kind of seeing how those moral judgments play out and how these are taken from the individual level and then applied at a societal level through either democracy or judicial processes or legislation is, you know, very fascinating to me. And this particular issue is, you know, a lightning rod. So I, I'm kind of drawn to controversy. Uh, it's just kind of my personality, but yeah. What role do you think in, in moving forward and what you would hope that this book accomplishes? Is it more that, that as you said, you know, you're, you're, this is designed to inform and not persuade. So ultimately, is it conversation or is it ultimately education that leads to other decisions or maybe both? I mean, I'm just I'm just curious. For me, it's it's more about the process by which these decisions are made. I think that now that the Supreme Court has kicked these decisions down to the individual states, a lot of these are going to be decided at a democratic level. And I believe it's very important that we have the resources available to the general public to inform them on these subjects, not only with respect to the law, but also with respect to the medicine and, you know, how their fellow citizens are going to feel about a lot of these subjects. But yeah, the, the, the process is really what's important to me. I want people to have these discussions, have quality discussions and understand that these are problems that we're going to have to hash out, that we are Americans, that we share this country together and somebody has to make these decisions and we have to find a way to make them in a way, in a manner that allows us to live as neighbors at the end of the day. And that's really what the purpose of this book is. Do you know what's next for you? I mean, now that you've you've tackled this and brought such a, a unique insight and in putting all of this together, are you uh, is is on the horizon for you continuing to maybe revise this in subsequent editions, or is there something else that you're looking to get into? You know, that's really hard to say right now. The legal and political atmosphere right now is very dynamic, and I believe that I'm going to. I'm going to look for the opportunities where my talents are more, most useful. And I'm going to keep an eye on what's going on with the United States and our laws and a lot of these issues and kind of make a decision from there. I think as the time passes that uh, I will come out with subsequent editions for this uh, book as, you know, potentially the law changes as well. And right now, you know, really just kind of focus on discussing the issues, discussing how people perceive the issues, discussing how people process the issues uh, is really going to be my focus and discussing a lot of the law uh, and everything behind that. So my guest today has been Blake Thulin, who is the author of Abortion Division, Why Americans Disagree on Such a Fundamental Issue of Rights. It is available now everywhere that you can get your books. Blake, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you. And we will uh, put up links also in our show notes to assist people in finding you and in finding the book. Uh, as always, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on Google, Apple, or however you get your podcasting needs done. And until next time, I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is the ASRM Today Book Review Podcast. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today Series Podcasts.
are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.